Welcome to Courageous Parenting Podcast, a weekly show to equip parents with biblical truth on raising confident Christian kids in an uncertain world. Hi, I'm Angie from Courageous Mom. And I'm Isaac from Resolute Man. We've been married 19 years and have seen the fruit in raising our eight kids biblically based on the raw truth found in the Bible. We can no longer let the culture win the hearts of children. Too many children from Christian families are walking away from the faith by age 18, and it doesn't have to be this way. It shouldn't be this way. Join us as we start an important conversation about effective parenting in a fallen world. This is a very special episode. We are doing something we've never done before, which is announcing that we are strategically relocating. So we wanted to share the ins and outs about it, some philosophies we have, uh, biblical truth, and conversations that we've been having. And the reasons why we were moving. If Mm -hmm. you don't know, we live in Oregon. That's right. So there's a lot happening in the world right now. Mm -hmm. And so we're talking about why we are strategically relocating our family to another state. That's right. So just a little back history, maybe, before we dive into these conversations. Isaac and I have been married for almost 21 years. Yeah, in like a week or so. I know. And we have lived in Oregon our entire marriage. Um, a little side note you may not know about me. I grew up in Oregon. So I have lived my entire life, with the exception of my years in college, when I went to college in Canada, and did overseas missions, but I've been here the majority of my And I grew up in Washington life. State, so we're Pacific Northwest. Yes. Kind of upbringing. That's right. And we we love the climate. Yeah. We actually I mean mostly I can't say I loved all the rain in oh, um, yeah, that's in true. the Portland in Washington areas, mm, but yeah, you're that's why we me. that's why we moved to Central Oregon. Right. Bend. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you've Which heard of we Bend, love Oregon. the climate here mostly. I mean right now we have a bunch of smoke because of all the fires yeah, and the wind temporary. and that sort of thing. But, but <laughs> it is a beautiful place in Bend. Um we've been to I don't know 45 states in the last 3 years, something like that. Yeah, and then even more than that. I think we've there's only been two states that you and I haven't actually been in to. Bend is actually one of the most amazing places to live with lakes, roll close, rivers, mm-hmm. uh, all four seasons, wonderful summers and springs. Snowboarding. Snowboarding on the slopes. 40 minutes yeah. away. Uh, just mm-hmm. really, you know, tons of sunshine. I mean, it's sunshiny sh- over 250 days a year, mm-hmm. uh, some form or fashion. So it's but we a- don't make our decision on where we're going to be. Right. Based upon just on that. that. And so we thought that we would share this little insider scoop on our life with you guys. But it's more about the conversation and how we came to Mm -hmm. the decision to move um, that we want to share with you guys. And so um, part of this is that some of you may be thinking the same kind of thing or wondering if this is the time. Right. And so we thought that by sharing our conversation with you, it would be an encouragement to you. Maybe a challenge for and some of you. You might have people, friends, people you love who live in places where you really think they should move more to a place like where you live. Maybe you're totally happy with where you live right. and uh, you feel like it matches all the things we're talking about. Mm-hmm. So, but this might be helpful uh, to share with other people. Right. So, as we're going through this, we do not want anyone to feel pressure to have to think like we do no. on these topics, but we are going to be sharing with you guys this process because I think a lot of times couples don't necessarily think and talk through all of the different topics we're going to cover today. Yeah. Um, and so Isaac and I, our heart is to be transparent with you guys so that you guys know what's going on in our life. We like to share that with you as well. Yeah. And I just want to say there is a big difference between acting in fear and acting in wisdom. And two people could be doing the very same thing. And one of them could be acting in fear and that's mm-hmm. wrong. And one of them could be acting in wisdom, which could be right. Right. So it's really important to understand that. And if you've listened to our episodes, I think you already trust and believe that we don't act in fear. Mm-hmm. Uh, do we fear sometimes? Yeah, we're human beings. Absolutely. But God um, has not given us a spirit. We never mm-hmm. make big decisions in fear. In fact, we believe, and we've said this before, that making decisions in fear almost always leads to a bad decision. So we really feel oppressing to do this mm-hmm. uh, from the spirit and lots of other reasons. And we've experienced the open doors upon 
moving uh, our navigation of this. Yes. So, so this is really, really interesting. Mm-hmm. So you don't want to listen to this and just make a decision out of fear because we will talk about some things that could create fear. We're not saying them because we're fearful. We're just stating facts that we are seeing. Yeah. So there's a difference. Like Isaac and I have been talking about um, the difference between being too optimistic or too pessimistic, right? Um, and where we always try to land, and this is our our we try to hold each other accountable to this is in reality. We really mm-hmm. want to be known from our from people who know us well as being realists. Yeah. Okay, not necessarily people who are going too far down the conspiracy theorist yeah. right road, but at the same time not being so optimistic that we're we're wearing rose tinted glasses, right? We yeah. want to be realists. And so there is a, a need for us to find balance, to be grounded in the truth, to filter everything through the word of God, but also take our glasses off and be willing to see the hard, real things that are happening in reality. And by the way, so, we are absolutely pro government. If someone's not pro government, you're not pro United States, in my mind. You're. Yeah, which because the be Constitution, treason. the yeah. backing of our government, is why our country is so amazing. Mm-hmm. I love our country. Is it perfect? No. No, it's got a bunch of imperfect people in it. And if you're in a different <laughs> country, I hope you love your country. And, yes. And we probably love your country too. Yeah. So well, we love the world, right? Yeah. If we have God's heart for His people. Absolutely. So there's a big difference in that. And um, in uncertain times, you know, we always had this desire to just really. Dig in deep roots. Mm-hmm. In, I, I think in, that that's more me than in, anyone. Well, but, I've, yeah. uh, God has shifted me uh-huh. to dig deep roots and to really nurture friendships that mm-hmm. are long-lasting and forever and be in community with those friendships and just grow old together in the same place. Right. We really have, we that have desire. desired that, yeah. And <laughs> although that was our desire, you know, we're in a church, this is back in the day mm-hmm. where we believe, oh, this is where we're going to grow roots. And then the church disbands after some time. Yeah. And it's no longer. <laughs> That's actually happened a couple times. <laughs> it's yeah. happened a couple times, right? And so sometimes in what increasingly as we move forward into accelerated end times, that's our opinion uh, from reading the Bible and seeing what's going on. But um, we have come to the conclusion that sometimes you have to be more flexible today. Yeah. I think that there is an importance for teaching your kids loyalty in relationships with people, and you have to do that mainly by modeling it, right? Um, But at the same time, being willing to not make an idol out of those relationships or the city you live in Mm -hmm. or the house that maybe you've built or... I mean, that's not our case, but, you know, being willing to go where God is calling you to go, even if it seems kind of weird to some people. Um, But also I would say too that, you know, as we've been talking about this, you, if you're a person that is questioning this for yourself, I just want to encourage you, don't look to us for the answer in what God wants for you because he has a different will for every person, every family, and it's not cookie cutter in that way. And so as we go through these different points and reasons why we're moving, we don't want those to become your reasons. Rather, we want you to evaluate and to prayerfully Mm -hmm. consider, okay, so if this is an issue, is God called me to either go from this place or has he called me to rise up where I am? Because those are really your only two options as a believer, right? Like in yeah. that sense. Um, he, we aren't to just be and not be activated, right. right? We are all here for the glory of God and we should be activated in different, there are many different roles. You don't have to be get political, yeah. right? Like maybe you're in ministry, maybe you're um, serving people practically in the homeless community, whatever it is. But the point is, is like, what has God gifted you with? And are you activated where you should be? Or is God calling you to be activated somewhere else? And that's true. God could be activating you to be right where you are, to be the salt and the light and to do the things you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And uh, he might be calling you to do those things elsewhere. And so it's really good just to look at this. Right. And I think a lot of people are right now. There's more people moving than ever. And I'm not saying all those moves are right and justified. Nope. Um, but obviously COVID, uh, the way the world is right now, lots of different situations, obviously job changes, losing jobs, right. 
jobs. Right. All of that kind there's of There's some really practical reasons, and yeah. then there's some spiritual reasons. There are political reasons that, yeah. for some people, become a spiritual thing, right? Where they can't stand behind a but, law that's passed or whatever. We, we did an evaluation um, because we technically could move anywhere in the United States. Yeah. And so we're in that place where there's an amount of freedom from geography, um, just because of what we do for work in yeah. ministry. Yeah. And so we, we really, and this is a relatively new thing for us out of in our marriage. Like in two years. Yeah. yeah. So we just really thought, okay, there's a lot of disruption right now. What is God calling us to do? Where does he want us? And let's look at every let's place. Let's just be open. Yeah. And I think that for me, I'll be real honest, you guys, like, and I know Isaac feels this way too. We absolutely love the relationships and friendships yeah. that we have here. Absolutely. Um, our church family is amazing. Um, and, and we have actually chosen to stay where we were for those people in past circumstances where we were also faced with, should we move or not? Yeah. Right. Cause this isn't the first time in the last five or six years. Yeah. And we just really had to listen to the Lord and what was best for our family in that season we were in. And you guys like, but, but at the same time, while it's good to do that, mm-hmm. it's also good to challenge yourself to think, have I, am I making all of my decisions based upon that one thing or am I putting that as a higher priority than like what's best for my family or what's best for our legacy or different things like that. And so that's where we go. And we just want to share with you guys from second Timothy chapter three, one through five, we're just going to share some verses that we've been thinking about. We're actually there, there are some others too, but this Mm -hmm. is a kind of a big topic. So we're not going to get to all of them today, but second Timothy three verse one through five says, but know this, that in the last days, perilous times will come. Mm. Boy, isn't that true for men will be lovers of themselves Lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, Mm. disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, Mm -hmm. headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power, and from such people turn away. There's a little more too. Oh, okay. So four of this sort are those who creep into households and make captives of gullible women loaded down with sins, led away by various lusts, always learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Uh, that that part is interesting. Always learning but never coming to the knowledge of the truth. Isn't that There's true? a lot of information that is out there today. A lot of false overload. news also, right? And so when people consume themselves over and over again with Mm -hmm. things that are untrue, it can be deceptive. And the Bible definitely warns us about um, wolves in sheep clothing, false teachers, false doctrines, um, doctrines of demons, all kinds of things. Like we have to be on high alert for these things. We have to be teaching our kids how to recognize them also. Yeah, absolutely. So it's, it's, this stuff is happening and Mm -hmm. uh, you guys know we have a large family and we just came to uh, a question in our minds that as we're contemplating, praying about mm-hmm. this, looking at things is we have older kids now. Would we recommend to our older kids when they get married? To raise a family here. To raise a family here. Yeah. And then we're like, no. And then we looked at each other and went, well, why are we doing it then? Why are we doing it? And you guys know yeah. us. We never want to be hypocritical. We never mm-hmm. want to be setting the wrong example. And it's really important. So we're going to go into the reasons in a second. But first of all, I just want to thank you for being part of the ministry, part of the, the One Million Legacies movement, the reviews, written mm-hmm. reviews. We read every one of them. The stars all takes a tap mm-hmm. on iTunes and elsewhere uh, to give us five stars. And that's not for our ego. That is for the expansion and more people coming to know the ministry and being impacted. And we receive so many messages and Mm -hmm. all Mm -hmm. kinds of things on social media. So thank you if you're sharing. We know when you share, you're part of that movement. We try to thank you as much as possible. And it's a really big deal. Also, uh, on CourageousParenting.com is where all the resources are for the podcast and other resources. There's a free workshop. Um, There's also the things that you can join, like the Parenting Mentor Program, which has helped over 600 hundred married couples and single moms as well yeah. uh, to, to really help the parents. single dads. We've had a couple yeah, of single dads. that's right. And uh, also the homeschooling blueprint, which is really inspiration, mm-hmm. practical knowledge to get yourself on the best path for your unique family, mm-hmm. uh, not a blueprint of 
what we've done exactly, but more for what's going to be best for you and to help you yeah. make those decisions. So all of that's there. And there's also a place to donate on CourageousParenting.com. And that is how we are able to do all this free content and do all the ministry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyways, let's dive in. So as we're talking about these things, so first of all, um, we wanted to, in decision-making, we have always tried to be proactive versus reactive in our parenting. Mm-hmm. And that that filters down into the parent, parental decisions that you make. There's so many lifestyle decisions that you make, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and we have been um, anticipating more and more changes to be yeah. occurring here in Oregon where we live because we're talking about how we're strategically relocating. We are moving. Um, and so that has caused us to go, okay, so when would be a good time for us to move? When does God want us to move, right? Yeah. We've been praying specifically for doors to open where he wants us to be mm-hmm. and for doors to close where he doesn't want us to be. And wow, that has been a huge there, there have been huge answers to prayer oh, in both of those regards, actually. Unique opportunities for potentially buying a house to, you know, ministry. Yeah. I mean, all kinds of really wowing Politics, things. Relationships. And, yes. In, yeah. Yeah. And so, but I think that um, being proactive versus reactive, maybe you want to talk about that for a second. Well, we uh, in business and in marriage and raising the family, I've always tried to look at the trends and, and where things are going mm-hmm. because like in business or in raising your family, if you can know the trends and make decisions earlier, you can benefit from where things are going and you can prevent yourself from uh, dealing with more difficulty that's undue, not needed. So um, that's really important as CEO of a company or a leader in an organization to be able to do that. And we've always done that in our marriage and we've done that uh, raising our kids. And so it's, making a decision before you have to make a decision. So imagine for a second if something like really wild happened near Central Oregon Mm -hmm. and we had to move really quickly, like tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Like if we had to move immediately for the safety of our kids. That's just really hard with a big family. Like, well, it's hard for any family, right? And so, but yeah, there are 10 of us in our family, right? When we have a lot of Kelsey stuff here, even though she's at college. And so the reality is, is we would rather move and let it be something that is a more calm experience versus something that's a more intense experience right yeah. and i think that that for us transition we've always tried to purposefully engage transition um in a manner where it's like everybody's on board and there's a plan and we're moving forward and obviously we hold that plan flexible for god to move um but it you know the reality is is i'd much rather be moving in a climate yeah right that's not a bunch of snow for example so we want to move before snow yeah. things like that and so um there's a lot to consider yeah so we're going to go into the reasons here and the first one is restrictions on personal freedoms in one way or another we're all experiencing that feeling that's right true. now yeah in different levels. But in some places, there's a trend of that increasing in a deeper way. And in other places, there's a trend of that actually decreasing or staying minimized. Well, and I would say that it's not that there's, it's, it's being minimized. It's that people are actually standing up for their rights and what is actually written in the constitution Mm -hmm. and in the bill of rights. And they're living it out. And so those rights are more protected actually. So we want to be around a larger group of people that are standing up for our rights. Right. And so for us, for example, like this is, if you could give this podcast another name, it would be moving somewhere where people are more pro constitution and more pro bill of rights. Yeah. Right. And the reality is, is things here in the Oregon climate, which are very similar, but not identical to the rest of the West coast. Um, but the reality is there is a form of lawlessness Mm -hmm. that is, corrupting the culture. I'm just going to be honest. And we'll get into that. But some of the personal freedoms that we want to talk about is education rights. Right. A lot of people are thinking about that. Mm -hmm. Um, It's, you know, just even if it's not just about homeschooling, but 
do we have the choice to do that? And, 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 and again, remember the main question that got us to even be open to moving was, can we recommend that our kids raise their families here? Yeah. Now, of course, they're going to choose to live wherever so they want to live. So that's thinking forward 10 years from now or right. five to 10 years from now and going, what's it going to be like then based on the trends? Right. But what I was saying is that like our kids can move anywhere. They're going to. Mm-hmm. Move, totally. right like they're their own people when they're an adult we are going to support them wherever they are yeah. but let's look at the reality the reality is is wherever someone goes to college sometimes there's a huge percentage of those kids that end up staying where their college is right then there's the people who most people actually end up living where they grow up mm-hmm. where their parents lived yeah. and so we have to consider that and i would hate to have them not come home or want to live where we're living just because it's not a wise place to live Right. Even if they wanted to. So that's that's important. But they have the freedom to move wherever they want. Yeah. Um, so education rights, um, forced vaccinations. We've had a lot of people ask us, hey, can you talk about vaccinations? And this isn't an episode on that um, because that's a deep mm-hmm. and heavy topic that we might tackle someday. It takes a lot of prep work. OK. Yeah. But forced vaccinations of things that are haven't been well tested and all the challenges. We don't want to be in a place where there's a high potential for that. I want to take a moment and give you something for free, if you haven't got it already, is the Date Night One Sheet. It is a beautiful document you can download that will has some key questions on it for your date night to just get in alignment about what's most important for your family. No matter what time of year, it's always important to recalibrate. You can get that by going to CourageousParenting.com and subscribing to our mailing list. Um, Also, you can get all of our show notes and everything at CourageousParenting.com. And I also just want to share real quick about the Parenting Mentor Program. So many families are being transformed by going through this. Uh, It's the six-week self-paced program uh, with live engagement from us and even direct interaction. So if you want to join us, uh, here's a little bit more about it. You can find out more at CourageousParenting.com. Steve and I realized that we were getting too comfortable with the world's vision of how to raise our children. What Angie and Isaac have done in creating this is literally phenomenal. This program provided awesome scripture-based teachings and just some really great practical applications. This class has just really rocked my world. It has given me a vision for not just the different things that we might focus on as parents who are trying to raise our kids biblically, like how our kids are behaving or what we're doing with discipline, but also the things of the heart. We now have a game plan to how we want to raise our children. We have so many answers to the questions that have been in our mind. It's not just these hypothetical situations, or it's not just this, here's what I think you should do. It's, let me show you where in scripture this is. Do your legacy a favor and yourself a favor and just do it. One of the best things that we've done this year, one of the best investments we've made this year, and I could not recommend it more. We're no longer fearing dark days ahead, but we're so excited to raise lights to be leaders for the next generation. Right, and so here we are in September, okay, and during 2020, the year of COVID, right? Knowing that there are people out there that are trying to create a vaccination when the reality is, is doctors don't even know how to treat it. So how can they create a vaccination when they don't know how to treat it well, right? Or prevent it. And so the reality is for us, I mean, we're also um, pro-health. I like to call it pro-health. So that means we haven't vaccinated our kids, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And that's been a choice that we've been growing in over the 20 years. Super healthy family. Um, And the reality is, is we want to have the right to choose what goes in our body and not be forced to have to be forced to have something put in our bodies, right? And so, and we want our kids to have that same option, that same choice if they can, right? So if moving somewhere delays a forced vaccination by even a decade, is it worth it? In my mind, yeah, it for sure is, right? And so that's just one other reason. This Another interesting thing is rationing of food. There is a high potential of food challenges as we go into the fall and even into the spring. And we've even experienced that with COVID. Yeah, just distribution channels to you other reasons for it. get one package of TP. And, but, but we really yeah. were made aware of that during the COVID when we go to the store and we can only buy one dozen eggs, which actually doesn't feed no. our family for one breakfast. Nope. We go so, through almost three. 
Or um, no. Now you could I mean, say, well, you two, need to prepare for that. Absolutely. Well, how do you do that though? You spend your entire day going from one store to the next store to the next store, buying one dozen eggs at each of the stores. Are so, you kidding me? So as things yeah. clamp down and there's further food uh, shortages, that could happen anywhere for sure. But there's certain places where it's less likely to happen. Mm -hmm. um, so um, I really, on that note, I miss having our chickens. Yeah, might need to have <laughs> some chickens again. Chickens. <laughs> Um, and then shutting down the economy, obviously that was a nationwide thing for a period of time, but there are certain states that uh, are more prone to shut down the economy and we are really pro-business right and believe mm -hmm. that there's a lot of times more harm than good in doing that. We need to be careful about things, but um, I'm an, I've been, I was an entrepreneur for 20 years and you were involved with me in that in yep. a lot of ways. And I just think that and we still are in a lot yes. of ways. Yeah. It's just, I am very sensitive to business owners and how hard it is to build a business and how disruptive it is when government intercedes too much. And so I, we are very pro business and we want to be in a place that's pro business. And you know what? I've always been sensitive and careful the the leadership that I subject myself to and that I subject my family to. Right. And in a real way, it's becoming even more in transparent in our lives of how much the governors and politicians actually do influence us. Right. And I'm just not going to stay any longer in a place where I can't respect leadership. Right. And I mean, that may not necessarily always be the case where we're moving either. Um, but we can respect a lot more yeah. than where we are currently. Um, we want to be able to obey the scripture that talks about being able to submit to authorities. Absolutely. And if we have a choice of being in a place where submitting to authorities is a lot easier for us than, and we have the opportunity to move, then why would we stay somewhere where it's difficult and where we are? That's just our perspective, right? Yeah. And so trying to be at peace with everyone, that scripture is something that has been on my heart for a long time. A small thing, just a little thing, but it's just interesting how businesses have to be closed at 10 p.m. where we live. And it's not like Angie and I like to go out after 10 p.m. Yeah, anyways, we're not like really. partiers. But yeah. it was just interesting. Last night we were at a restaurant and yeah, I had recently, I know it's weird, almost 10 o'clock I ordered coffee, but I ordered coffee and I had my first you know, cup of coffee, wasn't even fully drank. And they came to the table and, and said, hey, you can chug hands. that down so I can take it or, or I'm going to take, take it. it. And I'm like, I thought she was kind of joking. But she and wasn't. Then, and she wasn't. And she goes, are you going to chug it? And I'm like, no. And she took it. Yep. And she goes, thank you, Kate Brown. And she literally took the cup out of your hands. And, and I'm like, so, oh, oh, yeah. We're under curfew. Like we're children. Right. So there's just another freedom. Not that that's one that we like care so much about. It's not, a, about. Deal, it's not a reason to move. It's, it's just, just, it's a beginning. It's, what's the trend? Yeah. It's a beginning sign of control actually, um, and overstepping their bounds of, um, manipulation. And, and so, um, you guys, there are other issues too. Like Isaac talked about, um, the rationing of food and it's literally impedes upon my ability as a mom to be really good at multitasking when I have to be going to multiple stores to get things. It's like not wise for my time to have to be going so many different places just to actually provide for my family. Yeah. And so, um, there's, there's the aspect of masks also, right? Which we're not going to get into that in depth here on this podcast. I know you all are dying to know what we think <laughs> about masks. Maybe we will do a podcast on yeah, that in the future. And again, it's not that we are wanting to be super rebellious. We've been really keeping our heart attitudes in check about this. I mm -hmm. think that if we have a rebellious spirit, um, it, that we need to really examine our heart attitudes about that. Um, not to make an idol out of freedoms and so forth, sure. but at the same and and to want to love people well, but at and the same time, respect people that are immune compromised. We believe right, that. but at the same time, we also believe that there is an element of political control that is being tested with mm -hmm. the masks and being practiced actually, and we don't like that conditioning in that sense. And so. there's a demoralization of humanity. There is. Right. Um, there is whatever truth you think is true, you can do it no matter how it infringes upon other people. And we just feel strongly that it's not a time for us with young kids to right. be in a place that so, is increasing in that direction. Yeah, I would say too that there's, you know, other um, more liberal states. I'm just going to be really frank here. There are other liberal states that are surrounding us. Yeah. Right. 
A lot of times those states kind of go in alignment with each other on things. And there are laws that are being passed in other states that are frankly just an abomination. Disgusting. They're an abomination. And um, I, I cannot just sit and be okay with taxes potentially going I mean we've been struggling with this for years you yeah. guys I just have to be honest this is not something that is a new thought in our mind I never wanted to live in Oregon actually when we met and we yeah. had to because of Isaac's work mm -hmm. at first and then um now that we're in this position where praise God we don't have to be here and we can be open to going anywhere we look at each other and go okay it's always bothered us that our taxes have gone to support uh, the murder of babies mm-hmm abortion yeah okay and that is a big deal to us because we are pro-life i'd we rather love children I, I believe in paying taxes it's very important we pay taxes I'd and like i just want choose. those taxes to go to better things right exactly not killing babies and so i mean and there's other other laws that have been passed in oregon that were just as uh devastating to us to be quite honest um and so we're definitely not in alignment politically with the people who are running our state. And so that makes submission all that more harder. Now, some you know? people could be like, well, why don't you stay and be the change where you are? Yeah. And some people are called to do that. Totally. That bloom where you're planted. And you guys, um, we've absolutely. tried to do, we, we, I mean, honestly, we are convicted in the sense of like, we haven't been as involved as we probably should have been so that it wouldn't get to early this on earlier on. So that maybe, maybe it could have made some change, right? Maybe mm -hmm. it wouldn't be as bad because the truth is, is that too many people have been quiet for too long. And that's why we're in the situation that we're so in. So I think wherever you are and wherever you land or yeah. if you stay, uh, where you are, we all need to do our civic duty mm -hmm. in, even beyond voting. And, and be pro-involved, pro yeah. proactive, be involved in government. And we be have involved. an election coming up. Yes. Be a voice and not be fearful. And you know what? Get ready because we're going to be more bold. Yeah. So I think that, um, you know, so people are going, okay, so you just said this. So why are you leaving? Right. Mm -hmm. And I will say we have not been, I mean, you guys know we have eight kids and we're not willing to sacrifice our family and our legacy for ministry, for work, for anything. And it's not that we've made an idol out of them. It's that we've got our priorities straight and we're not going to apologize for that. And I still have a two-year-old yeah. and a four-year-old and we have four other kids in addition. So we have six kids at home right now. It's not the right season for us to be all gung-ho running towards that kind of a thing or at least for me it's not. yeah there's seasons so um we're gonna just j dive into the next section which is policies that have invited crime right so we mentioned a little bit yeah so literally politicians are allowing crime and whenever you allow crime let's just use a simple thing even before all this crazy stuff happening but graffiti there's proven fact that wherever a city allows graffiti to exist, more graffiti grows and it invites crime. You can do study, you can read studies on this. This mm -hmm. is just an example. A simple thing like graffiti, and some graffiti is beautiful, by the way. Uh, traveling the country, we saw some amazing stuff. Actually. Murals, I would prefer uh, to call maybe they're them more murals. murals. But if art. you don't take it down right away, it invites crime and invites more and invites more bad elements to exist in that area. And wherever that exists, usually graffiti is the beginning of things. And now it's way beyond that. It's mm -hmm. like they're allowing, you know, firebombing police stations. And taking over police stations, they're, right? They're allowing the disrespect of businesses. people's businesses and the breaking of it. Uh, and they're allowing this to happen. And I cannot be part of that. And I feel like I am a little bit of part of it if I'm part of the state. I don't If I don't you're part like of it. the state and you're not able to be on the front lines, right? Yeah. Like, and so it's, it's. It's, it's I don't really believe sad. in that leadership. I can't even, it, it's disgusting to me. Mm -hmm. And so it's so anti-business and it's so anti-humanity. Um, and uh, it's also anti-private property rights. I have relatives that, uh, a lot of relatives that lived in Venezuela in the good years of Venezuela. And um, and then as it started decreasing, uh, our relatives, Demoralizing, they, yeah. they would start taking away the statues. They start renaming streets. They would start defunding the police. Trying to um, erase history. Trying to erase history. And then pretty soon they got rid of property rights. I had relatives that had farms. Had and, squatters and, on them. And, they would, and then squatters would come. And then the government would actually enforce their uh, allowance of the squatters to be there. And they couldn't dangerous. do anything. And their farms get taken away, essentially. So, it's, so you start to see this. I really look at 
at this as an invasion of property rights when property isn't defended or allowed to be defended by the government. And when you call on the police and they don't come to actually help you, right? Which at the same time, this goes along the lines with a government that is attempting to defund police, right? Where the different state to state, this is totally different, right? Like there's different things happening all over the country right mm -hmm. now. And if you look at the ramifications of the places that have defunded police, crime has not decreased. Is not. Yeah. Is gotten worse because the Bible even predicts this about lawlessness. We have some scripture we're going to share with you guys in a minute. But mm -hmm. the reality is that when you live in a culture and in a climate, depending on where you are, that is for defending police. Now, I am not going to ever defend anyone, regardless of if they're a policeman or not, yeah. if they are in sin and they murder someone, yeah. right? Like there's this element, right? But at the same time, that is a very small amount of people where there's a corruption, right, in police. And we should be supporting the police. We should be supporting the firefighters. Like even right now, I think about um, we have family members whose the areas they're living in near Estacada are on fire. They've yeah. been on fire for days. Um and they are some people, many of them, friends that we knew that we went to church yeah. with, that we walked in so life sad. with, that are losing their homes, losing their farms. These are super hardworking business owners in a lot of cases, or work at jobs, or employees that employees have saved for years and saved for years and so just did hard. all the right things to be good with their money and take care living of living an integral life, and yeah. they're losing their property. Some of them are um, are their properties are saved and they're, but then they're staying in their homes after evacuating their wife and kids and they're staying in their homes with guns to protect their homes from because looters. Because their neighbors are getting looted. Yes. They see that. They see bad actors. Actually, I've, we've probably had three different people we actually know who have witnessed uh, people yeah. trying to start fire. Yeah. Fires. And uh, you guys, and this is part of it. Like we have friends who are and police did chiefs. Start fires. We have friends who are fire chiefs. We have friends who are police de deputies. We have yeah. like there. We were a part of that community for so long. You guys, people that I went to school with, high school with, right? Just seeing their posts on Facebook and the, the things area. that they're going yeah. through, and I'm. It's devastating. But the reality is, what happens when lawlessness? bounds when it's oak when the governors when the people who are in charge say oh we're not gonna have any consequences for that we're not pacifists and christians are not meant to be pacifists that's a whole nother topic we should do a episode remind me okay on why christians should never be <laughs> i know pacifists. it's something that you're super passionate about <laughs> but you guys i think that there's an element of loving people well when we're willing to protect things right yeah. and when we're living in a community where you people feel safe and they can live in their homes without fear of being burglarized right and that's just not the reality yeah. of today or yesterday or the day before in Oregon in certain areas of Oregon and so and we don't know if that is going to move to where we are now there is a thing that you know we uh, have been renting for a while because we had a business failure many years ago now, mm -hmm. but and praise God, God has been restoring us and has been faithful. And now we got out of debt a year. It ago. looks like yeah. we're in a position. Uh, we are in a position to purchase a home, mm -hmm. which is amazing. So partly to thank to everybody here for helping the movement and all these things helps us too. And we're so excited to have a home. We don't have to have a home. But we're excited to have a home, mm -hmm. and that's great. And prices have gone up here everywhere, really. But there is an ability to buy a, a better opportunity outside a of yeah. uh, this city that we're in because mm -hmm. it's very expensive here. But in addition, beyond the money, I don't want to purchase something in a place where property rights aren't going to be defended. Right. That's actually a really good point. Yeah. I just, you know, and what's the trend that we're seeing? Could it be curtailed? Sure. But lawlessness is being allowed. I'm not into that. Right. And I'm you not into see investing people sharing. In you see people sharing on social media about what they're witnessing. And then you have news telling a totally different story, which is basically calling them all liars. Right. Like that's not okay. Yeah. And so 
for us, you guys, there's many, many aspects to this, but we they probably have... want to know where we're moving, but let's tell them at that. Okay. So Ephesians 5, 15 through 17 is a passage of scripture that's just been oh, so, good. so good. It says, see then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Mm-hmm. Is that not true? I mean, I feel like that's literally what we're walking in right now there are some there's some evil happening right therefore do not be unwise but understand what the will of the lord is understand what the will of the lord is and guys this is the thing what is the will of the lord it may be a little bit different for your family than it is for our family but are these good conversations for us to actually be challenging one another with as Mm -hmm. iron sharpens iron um for us to grow in our convictions. I think that sometimes in order for people to stand up and bloom where they're at, if that's the phrase you want to use or be a light where they are, because we're going to be a light wherever we go. You guys, God is with you. His spirit is in you. You're going to be a light wherever you are, but to really like stand up and stand firm for Mm -hmm. truth and be willing to protect your neighbor and love your neighbor as yourself, if they need protecting or to serve them, sometimes you got to have a conviction. Yeah. And so to know what the will of the Lord is for your family, that should be where your conviction lies. And that alone, not what Isaac and Angie are doing, not what that family next door is doing, not what your family member is doing, but you need to be listening to God's will for your family. And so we are very excited and we're actually calling this our legacy move. Absolutely. And so it's not out of fear. And in John 16, 33, it says, these things I've spoken to you, that in me, you may have peace. In the world, you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have mm-hmm. overcome the world. We know that. You know that. Yes. No matter. It's not like you can escape tribulation during accelerated or, end times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not at all. But we want a better place to be able to contribute and to mm-hmm. raise up and to uh, be able to pour into our kids with less distraction and more focus mm-hmm. and equipping them to launch into the world to be part of the world and to be yeah. a solution in the world for the kingdom of God, for Christ, mm-hmm. and maybe politics. I know our daughter's super into politics. Yeah, I mean, it, honestly, Austin even has a really pretty strong opinion about yeah. certain things for sure. sure, which is actually another reason. Like, we have raised our kids to be courageous. At yeah. least we're seeing that in our older kids. And the truth is, is that it's not... Um, the climate that we're in, they do get massive persecution, even being young, right? Like our son had um, a hat in his car um, that was a conservative hat and he would get flipped off. People would hit the front of his car if they were on skateboards. He'd get cussed at. Um, Someone broke into his car, right? There was a bunch of people's cars in our neighborhood that were broken into. Now, does that mean we fear? No, we've been here for a while, right? But the reality is, is if you could be in a place where your, your kids can be courageous and be growing up so that they are prepared to be strong when they're yeah. older, when they actually can make change, when they can vote, yeah. when they're old enough to vote, um, then why wouldn't you? Right? We actually live in a time where you can't support the president publicly without being destroyed. Potentially shot. I'm just going to say it. Potentially shot. You don't know yeah. anymore. That is crazy. It's, it's Yeah. So this is the thing. The As far as a legacy move goes... Like we are thinking, we've already shared with you guys about the thought of our grandkids and our great grandkids and and the parents of those kids just being mm-hmm. in a necessarily in a place that allows them to make choices like can they homeschool? Are they going to vaccinate? They get to have the choice versus mm-hmm. stuff being enforced upon them, um, and that's really important to us. But there's also this element of like I kind of you know if we were older we probably would have more regret of not being more involved in politics. But Mm -hmm. we're in this age right now that we're in in our 40s where we're like excited. You could pray for us because we have no idea what that looks like. I know it looks like being even more bold during the election coming up on our Mm -hmm. social media platforms, being more bold for causes that matter, um, these kinds of things. How that plays out, I don't know. I think God has a strategic reason he is moving us. And yeah. and I think it's exciting, and, and we'll see what that looks like. Um, but uh, definitely we've seen doors just opening up, just mm-hmm. confirmation after confirmation that we're supposed to move. And sometimes that's what you do. Yeah. You start making a decision, and you see you know, where doors open. Now, does that mean challenges aren't there? No. Sometimes doors are opening and there's immense challenges at the same time. So right. don't read too much into the challenges. 
change always involves challenge. It doesn't Amen. necessarily mean God's doing something against what you're doing. Right. So you have to look at everything involved and be in the spirit and these and kinds of things. And sometimes the enemy will try to stop you too or create yeah. doubts. And so you have to be able to discern those things. And I think that the most important thing for being able to discern those things is to one, be in the word of God and filtering it through it, taking every thought captive, and two, being in alignment in your marriage, which is the next point. Like for us, that this is a legacy move. Isaac and I are completely in alignment in this, which praise God, right? Like yeah. neither of us are in this place of no, no, I want to, I want to stay. No, I want to move. No, we from the beginning have been like, whoa, you want to move too? You're open to that yeah. too? Praise God. Like that wasn't hard. We're totally in alignment. And, the kids. and our kids. Yeah. Okay. So this is the thing. Here's a little tip for you when it comes to <laughs> any kind of move. We have discovered that there is a window of time oh, yeah, that so is um, open to be able to make moves where it's less difficult on kids. And we when thought, they become teenagers, it gets harder. And we had a date night a long time ago, actually, where we're like, well, yeah, we kind of think we should move. But, but we missed, missed our window because we already have yeah. so many teenagers and they're building so many good friendships and connections. Yeah. And then when COVID happened, it, there was massive disruption in so many things. Yeah. And it like kind of made co-ops it, getting canceled, being put on Zoom, canceled. sports are canceled. So we're like, okay, this is a unique opportunity. If we were to move, it would be now. And, and the kids were up. all in alignment and because alignment. of that. And so like even some friends, they had just had different views on like getting together because mm -hmm. of um, just being careful with COVID or whatnot, mm -hmm. right? To where then they weren't as close to their friends or not even able to spend time with them, right? Yeah. And so it, it was all these different things. And uh, really we looked at that as, wow, God actually prepared an open window to where every single person in our family is looking forward to moving. Now, does that mean that they're not going to miss their friends? No, they're going to miss their friends. Yeah. But what's crazy is that even some of our friends had been thinking of moving too. They're not moving to the same place we are. They're moving to a totally different state, actually. Yeah. Um, but that was just a, another confirmation. It was just like, oh, wow. Okay, so there you so, go. So a question might come to mind. Well, what about friendships and things like that? Are you moving with another family or something like that? And the answer is no. Mm -hmm. uh, we are moving, um, and we're looking for a place yeah. not based on knowing any family or any friends, uh, other than we do have some newer connections through courageous parenting, which is cool. Yeah. And, and actually some people that we met, we literally just met because we were looking for a house. Yeah. Right? So that's help. We get definitely yep. got a warm welcome from the courageous parenting group community, community yeah, for in, sure. the, in the area. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, that's been amazing, but we have some rich, deep relationships here and friends and the church we go to people that we love and so forth. So we mm -hmm. are going to miss them, but you know what? They can come visit. They're going to come visit. It's a small <laughs> We can world. come visit. Yeah. We really do like Bend and we have our RV, so we'll be coming back. <laughs> yeah. And I have a feeling there's going to be more, more change happening here anyway. So in Proverbs 28, our last point, mm -hmm. one, the wicked flee when no one pursues, but the righteous are bold as a lion. So what does this mean? The wicked flee when no one pursues. When no one pursues the wicked, they get away and they can keep their corruption going. They can keep causing harm. They can keep bad things happening mm -hmm. uh, when no one pursues. But the righteous are bold as a lion. Mm -hmm. And this is a message that we need to be even more bold. We, talking mm -hmm. about you and us, mm -hmm. need to be more bold than ever yeah. in these uncertain times. Bold for Christ. Boldly loving others. Bold for the truth. Boldly rallying for the truth, right? And yeah. and I feel like that's part of it. Like some people are called, maybe are called to stay, and some people are called to go and collectively rally or prepare a place or yeah. whatever it is, right? Like God, it, God has given us this um, conviction that we should never be like so. Um, we should not be making an idol out of the place that we are, whether that's our home or our location or any of these things to where we're not willing to go when God calls us to go somewhere. So you should go and we're moving to Idaho, Idaho. And we had been researching it. We did an RV trip two weeks recently. You probably saw in our stories. Um, we went through all of Idaho, all the different, most of the different places. Mm -hmm. And we really settled on a certain place and really 
felt strong community there. The the weather, the seasons, the political climate, all the things uh, really led to in some favor and mm-hmm. uh, potentially getting a house, um, which is really, really yeah. exciting. So um, then after we just made that decision or were very close to making that decision, we started reading this book, Strategic Relocation. The fourth edition. The fourth edition, just which came just, out. just came out, which even references COVID and things like that, which analyzes statistically and with data and history and all these things all the data about every state and the top two states in score are utah and idaho sorry utah friends we have eight kids and so we just don't want to be miscategorized as mormon uh, (laughs) by living in utah yes and we also fell in love with idaho because we're we're i would say though there are aspects of utah that were just amazing when we went on our six-week rv trip we loved moab Moab was amazing um and we do know that there are some strong christian families that are there and we love you guys and are praying for you but um we definitely so the crazy thing is is we felt god placing idaho on our heart actually kind of i mean we only had been to shoshone falls on our three-month rv trip which was like two and a half years ago um and that was beautiful but that was literally the tiny little bottom part of idaho we had not seen we had not seen really anywhere else we'd gone to silverwood once i guess which is near coeur d'alene but we didn't really see idaho and god placed idaho on our heart way before we even started reading this book um before we even knew who was the the people that were there right because a lot of the community that reached out to us there were courageous parents um that saw us there visiting, looking yeah. for a house and said, hey, we'd love to have you over or invited us to church or, yeah. or have a great just parenting gathering, right? And so I just, it was really beautiful how this has all been panning out yeah. because it's very obvious that God is moving us in a specific direction. We don't know all of the reasons, yeah. but we're excited for this new journey in our lives. And we would just ask for you guys to be praying for us and with us. Yeah, and so you can link to that book if you want to see it. That wasn't what made us decide to move, but it was a confirmation after kind of making the decision. For sure. And it was just fun to read about the stats and information. Yeah, because you guys, it also has like um, global and worldwide potential threats as well. So it like lists where nuclear targets are in different states. It's very educational. Yes, because he had like 40 years of experience in the government. So you got to look that book up and we'll put a link in the CourageousParenting.com episode blog post that goes so this podcast. again we are so excited about this change as you can be praying mm-hmm. for us we have a lot to do in the next 30 days to to make the move and um mm-hmm. we appreciate your support and everything and if we would love it if you shared this episode i have a feeling this episode will actually help a ton of people and maybe mm-hmm. your family and friends and so uh if you're in idaho let us know that's right look forward to getting to know some new people all right take care bye Hey, thanks for listening to this episode. We wanted to quickly tell you about our six-week online parenting mentor program. Isaac and I created a powerful biblical curriculum. Here's how it works. Each week, Isaac and I release a video with a downloadable parenting packet to make it easy for you and your spouse to incorporate those teachings directly into your parenting. It's an incredible program where we cover everything from obedience, training, to overcoming mistakes most Christians are making. But more than that, it's an incredible community. You'll have access to our private online group, live webcasts, and the Courageous Parenting text message line where Angie and I can send you weekly encouragements straight to your phone. If you're interested in joining our next online parenting mentorship program, secure your spot now at CourageousParenting.com. That's CourageousParenting.com.